Hey y'all, this is Lyric and Kim, and welcome back to Bros and Woes. Hey y'all, we have missed y'all tremendously. Kimmy, how long has it been? Uh, oh my gosh, it's been like three months. Oh, okay. Two, three when, months. When you say it like that, it really feels longer than um, I need it to be. So anyway, we are back. <laughs> too long. Too, <laughs> too long. long. Too Way long. too long. But um, we miss y'all and we wanted to get at you yes. before the new year because we had so much going on in our lives and at work and just with this podcast. So we want to let you know we haven't forgotten about y'all. We are. We back and we back. Yeah. And we back. Yeah. Yes. The, the, you hear the chance. Yes. Okay. Well, so we're going to get right into it, y'all. Y'all know how we start with uh, just how we feeling today. So, Kimmy, on a scale, we haven't done this in so long, Mama. Oh, gosh. On a scale from clear, <sighs> from clear to midnight black. To moonlight, Black. Yeah, we're going to talk about midnight. moonlight. <laughs> we're going to talk about moonlight. Okay. Um, from clear to moonlight, Black. Uh, how you feeling? Today, I am feeling Holly Berry red. And I'm not talking about, like, not Halle Berry. Oh, not I the actress. It. I caught it. Mm-hmm. You, you know, I'm talking about, you know, the Christmas season, the okay. bright, just beautiful red, the vibrant, you know, just life, you know, and and happiness and, you know, the, the color of little kids' cheeks, you know, Aww. when they're cold, you know, <laughs> just little snuggly things, all a little cute and red and snuggly and the, the color of happiness. Yes. I, I am all about uh, Holly Berry Red. And it, it feels good because it's been a while since yeah. I can, you know, been able to say mm-hmm. I'm just in a good space. So I am thankful mm-hmm. to God yes. for this feeling. Yes, you know? Father. So, you know. And and in and, and, and Lyric, you know, it's been a long time since since I've been able to ask you, you know, on a scale of clear, you said to moonlight. Yes, ma'am. Midnight. No, yeah, black. Moon, moonlight black. Um, on a moonlight scale. black. I am feeling maroon, so we we kind of in the same red family. You know, I was appreciating okay, your red. Yeah. I'm happy to see you, Holly Berry Red, because you deserve that. Yes. <laughs> um, yes. I'm feeling maroon. Uh, that's my shade of red today, and um, it's because I've been smiling a lot. You know, I've just been. I, I feel like when um, when chocolate girls like myself, when we blush and we're smiling all the time, oh, yeah. we don't we don't turn red. We turn maroon. <laughs> You know, and um, I've been feeling that's my color because I'm smiling a lot. I've had a lot to smile about at work and life, just reconnecting with some really great friends and family and um, and you, <laughs> you know, yes. and, and God. And yeah, it's a lot to smile about. So that's my that's how I'm feeling today. That sounds good. I, I like that. I like the the maroon. See this this cheeky color, you know, just <laughs> right. just all around, just happiness, all of that, right. all of right. all of that. Well, so you know, um, and one of the things, and and that that's my segue into our gem of the week, you know, because one of the reasons why I've been smiling so hard is I've also been listening to other podcasts that have you know re-energized me to come back and say, no, we're not done. This is, you know, we're going to end 2016 as horrible of a year as it was for so many people and for so many aspects of life. You know, um, one thing that's been keeping me going is podcasting, you know, 
our podcast, right. listening to other amazing podcasters. Um, and I want to highlight one as my gem of the week because they have contributed to my overall uh, black girl magic. <laughs> and um, All right. that is the TOYC podcast. Um, uh, what are their, yeah, their lease and May Jeanette, uh, they, so it's called Take Off Your Cool, and I really, I really just enjoy them, they have similar dynamics to me and you, Kimmy, you know, both of them okay. are clearly uh, women of God, they're definitely awesome. Southern Bells, they're out there in Memphis, and you know, I've become a Southern Belle, you know, sometimes the New York accent comes out, and it scares people <laughs> a little bit. But I've been in the South long enough to be able to relate to a lot of what they what they uh, are sharing on the show. So definitely, y'all, go check them out. They've been bringing me joy. They just had their final episode for the year um, a few, well, about a week ago. Uh, so, yeah, that, that's been what's uh, been bringing me joy this week. What about, what about you, Kimmy? What's been your gem of the week? Girl, can I say gem of the last two months? Oh, come on, somebody. <laughs> come on. Bless me. Listen, I have discovered coffee. Now, people might be like, wait, wait, okay, wait. Like, like so... Luke Cage coffee? Or like, uh, or coffee, coffee. <laughs> Like, like coffee, coffee, like <laughs> Maxwell House, Starbucks, Dunkin' Donuts coffee, okay. like just coffee okay. girl. Okay, all right. And listen, because I wrote a poem like, about Luke like Cage Luke coffee. Cage. I wrote a poem about Luke Cage coffee. Like I'm going to I'm I'm share for the people that I'm on, on our Facebook page. <laughs> no, not, not the Luke Cage coffee. <laughs> But, right. but like, you know, just regular coffee. I And people might be like, you know, girl, coffee is nothing new. But I have discovered coffee because I, I was never a coffee drinker. Mm-hmm. I went through grad school. I went through just life mm-hmm. without drinking coffee. But, you know, these last few months have been so trying. I've been tired. So I go to work. I get to work. We got a nice Keurig and some good old Fog Chaser, mm-hmm. San Francisco Bay Fog Chaser oh, coffee. Yeah, I missed that. Now I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if it's the best coffee. I heard that Colombian coffee is the best coffee. Whatever. I will I don't tell know you that difference. San Francisco coffee is on point. I, I miss it. I think about it from time to time. <laughs> Girl, it has given me my whole life. Mm-hmm. You talking about somebody being productive? I'm awake. <laughs> Listen, I'm awake, first of all. And number two, I'm woke, like woke, like I'm woke, like I'm black woke. I don't know. Coffee just like sends yes. me over the edge. Like I'm on top of my game. Okay. And it energizes me to no end. And it's like, oh my gosh, what have I been missing out on my whole 28 years of life? Right. <laughs> my whole 28 years of life. Listen. So, you know, shout out to coffee contributing to this black girl magic because it gives me confidence to, you know, I feel like I look better i don't know coffee is just like a superhero <laughs> like luke cage i'm telling you i'm with like you luke cage. <laughs> like luke cage you know you know i feel like i got an s on my chest after i, I drink my coffee so kudos to, to to san francisco bay fog chaser okay for uh starting my mornings off right all right <laughs> listen i ain't mad at you that was one thing i could look forward to every day at the office <laughs> one thing girl um all right. So speaking of things that make us want to come into the office, <laughs> you know, yes. um, we haven't done this in a while. We haven't highlighted. Well, first, you know, do we want to talk about our 
Wolves or Wolves. Wolves. Um, yeah. So lyric. Yeah. What, do you, I'm gonna let you highlight this first because your your role, I believe, is you know segueing into this work related aspect. You've met some amazing people yes. where you are. Tell us about your woes, girl. My woes. Yes. So for y'all who don't know, I now have Tommy's job, um, and <laughs> <laughs> meaning rest in peace. <laughs> rest in peace, Tommy. Um, no, I just love that when I meet some really like just dope people out here in Atlanta, they, they automatically know what I mean when I say I got Tommy's job and they laugh it off with me and be like, oh, okay, you work boys and girls club. All right. So what you do there? Right. <laughs> um, so for those of you who don't know, I've transitioned into Tommy's job and I am working with some amazing women here who, uh, basically run the organization and, Wanted to highlight them because they just remind me what it's like to have that support around you to identify it early and um, and just maintain those strong relationships because there are going to be days where you're not as upbeat or as productive as you want to be. But as long right. as you look to your left and your right and you say, oh, no, this person, they have my back. I know during lunch they're going to, they, you know, be kind of like what me and you had. Uh, when I was when I was working at, you know, the place, the building that we would the walk place. around, mm-hmm. <laughs> the building that mm-hmm. we, as Kyle calls it, right, the building we would walk around. But um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so it's just always nice to identify that early on because I've only been here for a couple weeks, and um, yeah, so they have been my woes, and because of them, I haven't had any real woes. Uh, in the transition. So shout out to y'all amazing ladies, Corliss, Muriel, <laughs> uh, you know who you are. Um, but yeah, that's my, that's, that's for me. Now, Kimmy, do you have woes or woes? Today I have woes. Yeah. So that always it's, makes it's, me happy. You know, it's in woes. <laughs> you know, like just positive, positive energy all the way around, you know. And it's in that same vein, Lyric, when you're talking about, you know, just meeting some amazing women and being surrounded by amazing women. It it can really shift the dynamics of your life if you have good, positive women. And so my woes are my homegirls. I got three homegirls. That's Tiffany, Janae, and Raquel. I'm going to put them out there. I don't right. care what y'all say. <laughs> y'all being put out there because y'all are like... I don't know. Y'all are just everything. You know, y'all are my counselors, my go get them girls. Okay. Y'all working hard. Y'all doing y'all things. Y'all motivating me. Y'all supporting me. And y'all have been supporting me like throughout all of these transitions that have been happening over these last few months. Y'all have been my rocks. And so for that, I love y'all. Y'all my woes. Um, again, just, I mean, if you, if you don't have a good set of girlfriends mm-hmm. as a woman, I think you need to check yourself, right? <laughs> because it might be you, right? Because I, you, all women are not like catty. Women can get along, and when they do, it is awesome. There's this. I need to put it out there. This mm-hmm. is I'm rambling, but um, <laughs> no. I saw this video. <laughs> I saw this video um, of Taraji P Henson talking about um, the Hidden Figures movie that's coming oh, out. Oh, I can't wait. And she, Yes, me either, girl. Mm-hmm. Too bad, and it's not coming to Jacksonville yet. But you know, we'll talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
But um, and she's talking about the power of women getting together and banding together to to support each other and how dynamic that is, you know, and how powerful that unity is. And I really believe that. Definitely. So if you if you're a female and you don't have some good girlfriends, you need to check yourself because it might be you. Because homegirls are the dopest. So that's my that's my whoa. Homegirls are the, the dopest, but that also reminds me. I got another whoa. It's been a while. It's been a while. So I do okay. have another whoa. You can do, you can do another whoa. Right, yeah, because, you can. Okay, so it is important that we have these positive women in our lives, but. Um, do want to shout out one brother in particular, um, cause he pointed out he, as he always does that he doesn't get a shout out. He is part of the reason why <laughs> I even discovered podcasting and he says, I never call him by his government name on the show. So Joshua Everett, AKA, uh, Tarika's son, AKA Shirley's grandson, shout out to you for like being just adult person and for, Keeping me encouraged when I didn't feel like I was going to be able to balance out podcasts and work and transition and all that stuff. Just thank you by your government name. Shout out to everybody who created you and all that good stuff. Anyway, yeah, and I say that because it is positive (laughs) to have a balance of relationships, right? Now, women are going to hold you down. Your girlfriends are always going to hold you down. They're always going to be there no matter what's going on. And we love you and we need you. But when you can find, you know... Every now and then, every now and then, you can find some uh, some positive males who um, are going to hold you down equally and inspire Absolutely. you in other ways. So I did just want to shout him out and shout out all the amazing men who are able to be friends to women, you know, and just and hold them down. Because people like me and Kimmy, you know, bosses like me and Kimmy, we're going to need uh, we're, we're going to need all as much positive energy <laughs> and support as we yes. can. Yes. So I uh, just wanted to throw that out there. Anyway, you just reminded me by talking about how awesome your homegirls were. <laughs> uh, right. So get you some, get you some amazing friends. <laughs> period. Exactly. <laughs> just people who going to help and support you. Right. Period. Right. Um, so, so y'all can have woes. Right. Right. Um, all, all woes. All high woes. That brings me great joy as we go into this new year. Um, so, uh, I'm glad that we had positive woes. Because uh, now it's our gone let it out section. Now, before I go into our gone let it out, I do want to remind y'all, we need these stories. We need y'all to share with us um, what's happening in your life. If you want us to to give you some feedback, give some advice to, to bless you, but to bless other people. You know, me and Kimmy may have gone through something similar or can relate to something within whatever you uh, got to go and let it out about. And um, if not just for you, then for other people, you know, we just, we just want right. to be there. We want to, uh, but we also want this to be an avenue for you to just go and let it out. We may not even have any advice for you sometimes. Sometimes we just want you to have this platform, go and let it out. Uh, just, we, we no advice right. needed. Just, just to know that somebody hear you. <laughs> right. We, we hear you. We got y'all. We got y'all. Like, oh Lord, I cannot wait. We got y'all. <laughs> We're going to save that. We're going to save that. Anyway. All right. So here we go, y'all. This is our going to let it out. And it's from one of our male listeners. Shout out to you, friend. All right. To the beautiful. Oh, he put that in all caps, y'all, just so you know. Uh, To the beautiful women of Frozen Woes. I'm in a little predicament. 
So I was talking to this girl, right? No real intentions of being in a relationship, parentheses, which I believe was clear at first. Niggas. Anyway, okay. It was cool. We go out occasionally doing what grown folks do. Blase, blase. He got to be from New York. Unfortunately, she recently got into a real bad accident. Thankfully, she was fine. No permanent damage. Legs in a cast for about two months. However, in the moment, me being the nice guy that I am, I left work to stay with her in the hospital for a couple days. I can work from home, so I didn't have to take any days off or anything. We getting all the details. I appreciate you. Um, She's back home now recovering. But now, as time goes on, it feels more and more like I'm in a relationship when I didn't want to be. I went by to visit her in the hospital, spoke to her mom so I could get in the hospital, met her friends, etc. I'm still talking to her. I think it would be kind of rude to just say, oh, no more sex, deuces, and just peace out. But I feel like I'm being pulled into a situation I really didn't plan to be a part of, i.e. the beginning of a relationship. What do you think I should do? Yours truly, the original Caribbean Don Dada. Cue those reggae air horns. Black people, <laughs> aka Italian Montana. Is he Caribbean or anyway? Okay, Q Han Adlib, <laughs> aka the Patois Prince. Okay, so he's multiracial. I'm just gonna assume extra details y'all might be looking for. See, I appreciate him. Okay, this we've is been very ta- detailed. Right. Um, we be talking, we, we've been talking, we be talking. See, this is what happens when I hear Patois <laughs> Prince. <laughs> We've, we've been talking for about three months. We've been exclusively with each other. Not that we agreed on that or anything. We just have. Mm. We've been splitting the bill on dates on occasion because I will rep broke for broke till I die, till I D-I-E. Niggas. <laughs> broke for broke. We are both educated, full scholarships to different IVs. Shout out to her. Okay. Still don't think I'm ready to be in a relationship, but I don't want to break any hearts. Okay, as usual, Kim, um, I'm going to process my thoughts, um, but I'm going to let you deal with, uh, sir. Um, yeah, any general, any general thoughts on how he may handle this situation? All right, to the Patois Prince. <laughs> you just going to pick Caribbean one. The Caribbean Dada. First of all, thank you for this incredibly detailed letter. You ain't leave nothing to chance. Right, we heard right. all of it. <laughs> Like, I feel like I was all up and through there. But mm-hmm. anyway, my the way I feel about this, honestly, I feel like y'all are already in a relationship. And <laughs> right. I say that for a you few just don't reasons. Know. You need to join the party. Right. You, <laughs> right. And because the interesting thing about this letter is, the one of the most interesting things, in my opinion, about this letter is the fact that they are exclusively, like, sexing each other. Mm-hmm. Right? Now... For y'all to just have, like, a, a sexual relationship, the guys normally are doing what their own thing with, you know, multiple women, not just this one, you know, individual person. Right. I feel like he done know. already entered... <laughs> right. I feel like he already done entered a relationship, and he just don't know he... he entered the relationship. Right. You went to the hospital to go check on her. You meet her peeps and her fam, her friends and all of that stuff. And y'all going on dates. You calling them dates. You ain't saying, oh, we go and kick it sometimes and get some dinner. No, you mm-hmm. said we going on dates. Right. Like, boo, you in a relationship. Right. <laughs> right. You in a relationship. You doing everything that boyfriends do. Mm-hmm. Um, and if this is not what you want, 
you are already going to break her heart because I can guarantee you that just as sure as you feel like you're in a relationship, mm -hmm. she also feels like she's in a relationship. Right. So if this is not what you want, you need to tell her, you know, and at that point, you probably, you're going to have to give up the sex too. Right. So, um, right. that just might be a bridge burn, you know? Yeah. That's how I feel about that. Okay. What you think, Lyric? So here's my thing. He says in here that he's a nice guy. And I'm always weary of um, self-proclaimed nice men, you know? <laughs> Anybody, if you call yourself a nice guy, I got to do a double take and be like, mm, actually, let me be the judge. Because, right. and, and I know this is, I'm going to preface this by saying this is an unpopular opinion. I know already. But be an asshole to me. Tell me straight up. No, like I prefer that you give me the real from the beginning and I'm drawn to honesty. You know, if somebody right. tells me right then and there, I'm not ready for a relationship. Cool. Now I know that I'm not, I'm not going to expect this to be a relationship. Right. And right. he could have made that clear to this young lady, this other Ivy League graduate, shout out to you, whoever this amazing woman is, and you slacking on your pimping, whoever you are, Italian, Montana. Um, but no, that's, you know, putting that aside, right? Um, yes, it sounds like she's dope. You know she's dope, but you're not ready to be in a relationship, which is cool, but don't be so focused on being the nice guy or being perceived as the nice guy that you leave somebody on. And right. that's what I mean by saying, don't be afraid to just be the asshole. <laughs> you know, they're going to, cause there are going to be times where it seems like you're being an asshole to yourself. When you know that you're really a nice person, you're really considerate. And if you flat out tell somebody, you know, or, or, or you just don't come to visit them in the hospital. Right. I'm talking about the steps before that. Right. How do you get to a right. point where that's not even expected? You know, I know there are people in my life who I know right now. I can't call them or I wouldn't even think to call them if something bad happened to me. And not that, you know, it's people who are in, I'm in a similar situation, you know, as he is in. But they're even friends who I have who I wouldn't call in this, you know, if I'm in this situation. So this means to me, you clearly feel like you have some type of responsibility to be there for her right. emotionally um, and it's not just cause you're a nice guy It's because you're confused. <laughs> You've come, you're in a confusing situ situation. Um, and you're afraid to just say flat out, I don't want to be in this relate. I don't want to be in a relationship. And you didn't say that early enough, you know, and it's not just about right. saying it cause he may have said it. It's about the actions. Right. Um, I saw this mm -hmm. one meme that cracked me up. It was like, it had five different pictures and it was of the guy you know, romancing the hell out of this girl. Um, they're like cuddling and they're spending the night at each other's houses. And, you know, he's letting her eat the last chicken wing, you know, <laughs> um, <laughs> little, little stuff like that. And it's like, uh, he wonders why she catching feelings. Um, bruh, like, but you keep saying you're not ready for a relationship. You keep saying this, you keep saying that. But what you're showing is that you are. And, She's going to be even more hurt, I would think, um, if now that she's in the hospital and you're there to see her, it would be even more, you know, it would hurt even more. But I feel like 
you can't cry over spilled milk, you're at a point where um, you're already confused, I would suggest having a real conversation once she gets out the hospital or once, you know, you have the words together and move on. Like Kimmy said, just let this girl live. Let her find her other, you know, her Boaz or, right. you know, or her Barack. Because, you know, we're talking about, we could talk biblical, but we could also talk, right. you know, secular. Go on and find your, your Barack <laughs> or, you know, whoever the equivalent is in your city. You know, I'm in um, Atlanta now. Go find your, your, your Kasim. <laughs> yo, yo, Mega Breed. <laughs> anyway, I'm back. Um, pray for me, y'all. He, he ain't through with me yet. Anyway, um, so all that to say, you know, you got to have this conversation. Um, and you know, let us know. Let us know how how things went. Um, we, with that said, y'all write to us. Let us know if you're going through something similar. Also, let us know if you have, uh, if you're a guy, you know, who has had a similar experience and you want to share because maybe you have a perspective that we don't have. Um, we're always interested in getting that, um, all that variety. So if you have a response you want to share with us, do so via social media or, um, or our email. Uh, I want to take this time to direct you to our Facebook page. You can find us at facebook.com slash froze in letter in woes. That's facebook.com slash froze in woes. And you can, it'll direct you straight to our email link. You can send us your thoughts right directly on our page, post all this positive energy. Um, go and let it out y'all. All right. Go and let it out. Yes. So, and then I just got one more piece. I'm yes, sorry. Yes, I, yes, I know please. we didn't move on, but please. just thinking, I would encourage um, the the patois prince to consider also why he doesn't feel like he's ready for a relationship. Because I just and this is like this is my little soapbox. I'm sorry, okay. but oh, um, we I've been having a I've been having like a, a series of conversations about men who. Um, don't think that they can offer the woman whatever it is they they think she wants or she thinks she needs or whatever because he talks about being broke or whatever. Like maybe he feels like that keeps him from being, you know, relationship eligible without really talking to the female and saying, hey, is this something you want? Instead, just kind of going out on a limb and be like, oh, I can't give you what you want. So I'm not even going to pursue this even further. So I just encourage him too to just explore why he's not ready. And if you just, you know, genuinely not ready, that's cool. You need to um or off or whatever but if it's just fear that you can't give her whatever it is that you think she needs um i'd encourage you to talk to her about that too so well, you know, that's all and this is a complete sidetrack but we're gonna get back on topic but now i'm <laughs> thinking um so i just saw the movie fences y'all it's a great movie go see it love denzel love viola just in life but the movie was amazing and i bring that up because there is a scene that reminded me of exactly what you just said um Mm -hmm. however okay so there's this idea that if a man is not ready to be in a relationship for a number of reasons if he can just articulate that to the woman she's going to be she may be receptive and he just needs to give her the chance and I respect that I do but that's how women think and I've thought I've processed that so so much recently right it's like we as women want to let men know uh, in heterosexual relationships, of course, I just want to preface that, you know, we want to let men know we're going to support you if that's, if we already love you and we're willing to make that commitment. So have that conversation with us, right? That's how we process things. But in the movie, um, and not to give it all away, but there's a scene where um, one of the characters is like, 
I know you're there for me, but I'm dealing with this. I'm dealing with all this baggage. I'm dealing with not feeling adequate, you know, all, and you can't change how somebody feels about them themselves, no matter how much love you're giving to them, no matter how much support they anticipate you giving, shall they come to you with those concerns, you know, and as women, we just want to be there. We want to reassure people that we got their back and all, and all that stuff. But if a man doesn't feel like he can provide or he doesn't feel like he's good enough, there's nothing you can do as a woman to make him think otherwise or to make him really believe otherwise, you know? Um, so just, just to that point, not to right. discount anything you're saying, cause I think that those conversations do need to happen. But if you feel like you're not ready for a relationship, if a man is not ready for a relationship or whatever, as women, we have to be completely fine with saying, okay, let him get right. to a point where he can do that on his own. Um, and instead of waiting it out, you know, or, or trying to reassure right. people. And honestly, yeah. yeah. And for the woman, like I wouldn't encourage her to wait for him to get it together mm-hmm. either. Like uh, the way I, I, and like you said, we'll get back on track, but the way, <laughs> the way, I, the way I, I view this, because we don't know this woman, this woman could be like, Oh, you're doing this to be nice. I, I don't, I'm not looking for a relationship either. Yeah. We don't know that she wants a relationship either. Right. She might seize him as a nice guy and appreciates what he's done to go the extra mile beyond the agreement that they had, but she might not want a relationship either. Mm-hmm. But I'm just saying like, he don't know if he doesn't talk, but I'm saying if he is just scared to have a relationship and he doesn't articulate that if he's not ready, not ready. That's fine. Say I'm not ready, but I'm just saying I encourage him to explore why he's not ready. Right. Right. I get that. Because it may not be, it may not be like, it might just be, I don't know. It could be anything. I just encourage you to explore. Yeah. Yeah. I encourage that for anybody though. Um, just think about it before you, um, before you pursue anything with another person, right? Because right. if you're not having those conversations with yourself first and doing that, um, you know, having, having those conversations either with yourself or with a counselor or close friends, you know, then you're bringing somebody else into a situation that you may not even be ready for. Um, and you don't right. even know why, you know, you don't know why you're not. Ready Absolutely. It. So, Anyway, and then you explore it and you might find some, unveil some things about yourself that you might want to work on. Listen, by your, like again, by yourself. That's, <laughs> Listen, that's um, all good. Right. <laughs> well, all that to say, uh, Caribbean Prince uh, Don Dada, all, who everybody who you who you claim to be today. <laughs> We we got you. Um, we hope this was helpful. Um, and y'all, if you have anything that you want to share with us similar to that, definitely feel free to um, write us back and provide your your own personal insight. All right. So anything else, Kimmy, before we move into our main topic of the day? Nah, girl, let's get on these main topics. All right, yes. So we have main topics, plural, today. Um, so we know we usually come in, y'all, with one topic that's been on our minds, on our hearts, on our spirits. 
But because we are going into this new year, because we have not talked to y'all in so long, we're not going to repeat what Kimmy said earlier because that just made me feel like we have been missing y'all for decades <laughs> in, in the podcast world, like months or like decades. <laughs> um, so, That's what it feels like. Right. So um, first thing that has happened since we have last talked to y'all um, has been the presidential election. Um, we now have an orange president that I am still wrapping my head around. Um, I need to, (laughs) um, process some things. I've already written my, um, my poem about the situation. Um, you know, cause that's how I release my anger (laughs) and my thoughts. But, um, yeah. So Kimmy, any general thoughts, how, how have things been going in your life, um, as it pertains to our new presidential, um, our new president elect. You know, I, (laughs) I have not spoken publicly about the election since the election happened. If Mm -hmm. like in my mind, um, this is probably one of the greatest American tragedies in my mind. Um, I can't see how this person whose campaign has been built on fear of differences and, um, just political ignorance Mm -hmm. and professional ignorance and common courtesy Um, I don't see how that won out in this country. Let me take that back. I see how it won out Mm -hmm. because I was not surprised that he won. Um, but I was disappointed Mm -hmm. that he won. And, um, it was a, it was a heavy day, but I was not sad. Okay. Um, I was definitely frustrated, but not sad. Uh, because I, like I said, I've I've saw it coming, mm-hmm. and it was it was a tra- it's a tragedy though. It definitely yeah. is a tragedy. I agree. Like what? How did you process it? What were you doing? What were, where was your mind? So for I, I had so much faith in my country. I did. Um, I got invited to a watch party, and that was about two weeks into me being in Atlanta. Um, the black mm-hmm. Mecca of the South. So I was so happy to be where I was when it happened. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm at a watch party with all these beautiful black folk and we are playing cards against humanity, which is the most appropriate game to be playing. Um, <laughs> while, <laughs> while this, um, I wanted to say while this show is on, cause it felt like a show, right? The, right. Uh, the results were coming in and I was like, this is really a show. All the commentary and, um, you know, I, woke, I I left because when I just knew California and Pennsylvania were going to come through for me, two of the biggest states, I was just really, I just knew. So um, I leave the party, get home safely, um, and that's important just to throw that out there. Uh, these are Atlanta nights. So <laughs> left the party, got home <laughs> safely, small victories because uh, God is watching it. <laughs> He's looking out. Um, so get home. I wake up about three o'clock in the morning because something's on my spirit. I just cannot sleep the way I want to wake up out of nowhere. Look at the, I Google it. Uh, Auntie Google tells me um, my new president (laughs) is um, 
Donald Trump. And it hurt, but what hurt more was the very next morning, like when I finally woke up real for real and could tackle it, um, wrap my head around what was happening, um, I saw the Van Jones clip. So Van Jones Mm -hmm. is a commentator who... um, Speaks about a variety of criminal justice reform initiatives and all that. Got had the fortune of meeting him last November in Jacksonville, um, mm-hmm. and I heard him his response to it and how hurt he was that this had happened. It wasn't about the results themselves, but it was about what the results represented. And to mm-hmm. see this black man practically cry on TV about. Basically, he was expressing everything I was feeling, but in front of an audience much larger than mm-hmm. I would ever reach. Um, and that that touched me. So anyway, that that was that was how I was feeling uh, throughout that day. Basically, just Van Jones. He captured all of those emotions for me. Um, and my first instinct as an artist is usually to write about the things that hurt. Um, but mm-hmm. I couldn't. Every time I would go to the page, I could not write. I could not get anything out. Um, And it was because I felt like it wasn't, like, I couldn't write about Donald Trump. (laughs) Like, nothing in my spirit was like, you you can't give any energy to Donald Trump. Like, this is not, it didn't even feel like real life. So, a couple weeks went by. I've been going to so many writing workshops out here. um, And my mind was finally into it. So I started writing a poem about Michelle Obama, who mm-hmm. I love. That's my girl. Everybody knows my float is. Um, I, I do this thing where uh, every Monday I vow, like it is an agreement I've made <laughs> that I'm going to do, <laughs> Mich- I call it Michelle Mondays. So no matter how mm-hmm. raggedy I may look from Tuesday through Friday, when I come to work on Monday, I'm coming to slay. You will. Hey, all right. <laughs> the the face is beat. The hair is done. The uh, the outfit is on point. That 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 is Michelle Mondays, and I've been doing that since I graduated. She's been my first lady since I've had a real job. You know, so <laughs> right. Um. So she, love Michelle. So decided. Let me write this poem about her. About three quarters through uh, into the poem, I reference. I make some references to Donald Trump's campaign. And I, mm-hmm. it, it, that was the most genuine way to address that without giving him and the campaign the satisfaction of talking about something that hurt so much. Instead, I talked mm-hmm. about something that brought me joy, that brings me joy every Monday, <laughs> you know, every day, actually. Right. She's, she's the screensaver on my phone. So um, that's how I had to do it. And I feel like that's what we need to do as people of color, just find positive things in our lives that we can focus on. Um, not to avoid what our current reality is, but just to remind ourselves that it's not all bad. You know, it's <laughs> yes, we have a new president, but I still have my first lady in office. Michelle Obama will always be my first lady and everything she represents will always be, you know, I can, I can take her words with me wherever I go for right. the rest of my life. So that's the positive that came out of it for me. And I was like, I'm just going to hold on. <laughs> I'm just going to hold on to what I, what I have and what I've had, what we've had as a nation these past eight years um, mm-hmm. and really hold anybody who's going to be in that position accountable for bringing the reality I want for myself and, you know, people who come after me. So 
that's that's how I was feeling about it all. Yeah, yeah, I definitely, I can definitely see how, how, like I I I, I see how those feelings, and you talked about the the interview where, where the guy was crying and. You know, it was it's just been a range of emotion, right. honestly. And I think more so for I think for me more so than anything, I have concern um not nec- I have concern with him as president, but I have my gravest concerns are with um the people who he's surrounding himself with. Mm-hmm. And the people he's choosing to bring into office and into his administration mm-hmm. um, who, you know, will have powers to do things. And, you know, this is this is a, a, a network, a web of of people who will have influence. And that's very interesting to me. And I can see the. um the hurt and the fear, I can see that naturally. And I appreciate, um, I can appreciate your positive take on it because it, it, it really has been just a lot of negativity mm-hmm. from the campaign, surrounding the campaign. So just a little, a bright spot, like you said, like we have these last few days of 2016 and a piece of 2017 where Barack Obama is still our president and Michelle Obama is still our first lady and she is flawless and, you know, just the epitome of all things beautiful in my mind. Yes. I like this I like this Michelle Mondays because that <laughs> is, you know, you know, it's like, uh, what would Michelle do? Right. You know, <laughs> and, you know, you know like... And it makes me feel great. It makes me feel great about myself when I know that... Right. Um, no matter what I have in store that week, um, I'm going to come in on Monday, starting my week off looking um, better than I feel sometimes, and, mm-hmm. um, and leaving that way, you know? And... When, and it's all about attitude. It's all about yeah. what, how that impacts my attitude. So, ladies out there, hell, fellas out there, you may want to pick you, <laughs> pick you a day of the week, <laughs> or some days of the week. Um, and I just know that um, having having that as one of the um, the principles, <laughs> you know, basically of my <laughs> life. That's just something that keeps me positive about being being a black woman, being um, being a black woman dealing with all these different politics and stuff around us. So, absolutely, and I see that as uh, lyric. I see that as number one, you just taking personal responsibility for the trajectory of your week, but you know <laughs> right. that translates into your life. You know, right. because think about it: you do you control the things that you can control. On Monday, you walk in, you are slaying, and that's it. Right. And that really sets the precedent for you know how your day goes, mm-hmm. and I'm sure at some point how your week ends up right. can be attributed to the, this how I started off. And so I think in this election too, we just need to think about personal accountability what can we control what can we do ourselves Mm -hmm. that we can hold ourselves accountable to you know to do that can you know speed this process along and you know locally or again just 
personal accountability. Right. Bump was going on in Washington and what he got going on. You cannot control that. That's right. out of our hands at this point. It's it, until the polls open again. Right. But what can you be doing to take control of what you can control? Right. You know, so that you can have some some positivity. Don't let this negativity get to you. So. That's what I take from that. I think that's good. Yeah, that's know. good, Lyric. <laughs> All right. That's good. Oh. <laughs> that's a word. That's a word. That's a word. That's a word. That is a word. Oh, Lord. Okay, y'all. Well, so uh, so we have three topics for you, but the second one is going to be a little more upbeat, at least for a little bit. Um, <laughs> listen. Yes. One show, one uh, movement <laughs> that has been. Exactly. In my life, on my heart, <laughs> on my spirit, um, for the past couple of months, it is over now, but it's still not over. You know, it's not over. <laughs> exactly. Stop talking about it, and we're probably never gonna stop talking about it. But um, the show Insecure, y'all. Oh. <sighs> right. <laughs> yes. Um, it, I'm about to go back and watch the whole season again. I did. I just finished it, but no, I, I can't. No, oh, I lie. I lie. I've seen it. I've seen the whole, I've seen it all the way through um, the first time because I was, you know, I was following every week, but Mm -hmm. I tried to watch it over again the second time and I did and I made it till about episode six Mm -hmm. or seven. I could not watch the final episode again. I just could not. Um, And I think so many women that I know have had visceral reactions to the last episode uh, for a number of reasons and um there are podcasts out there that talk about this show all the time um I just Mm. wanted to give us a chance to let you all know how we were feeling about it without recapping or without you know sharing the same thing that um my girl Crystal (laughs) well my girls Crystal and Fran share on their show Insecurity um, or that um, the ladies of TOYC podcast that they have shared, but I just wanted to give our individual take on it. Um, so, Kimmy, mm-hmm. we'll let you we'll let you get started with it. Uh, how are your feel? What are your feelings thoughts about the amazing show by Issa Rae, um, Insecure? First of all, I just have to say thank you, Issa Rae. Yes, <laughs> for for accurately depicting. The black girl experience. Yes. Like, (laughs) I I watched this show, and the first episode, I was like, oh, my God. Like, (laughs) she is, like, so right. Mm -hmm. And all of these depictions are so right. And Molly is so right. Like, Mm -hmm. it it was just, like, everything was so perfect. I just, I could not have asked for a more accurate and telling and intimate description of what black women go through. The title is perfect. And I think, Lyric, you and I have talked in, like, previous episodes about you know, what it's like to live in this black girl's skin. And we didn't use the word insecure, Mm -hmm. but that title is so, so telling. Yeah. It's so fitting. Yeah. And we don't like to admit it because we want to be, you know, we, we want to be strong and we, but a lot of it is just insecurity. And this show in my mind just laid it all on the table from professional to friends Mm -hmm. to 
homegirls, to uh, to girlfriends, to booty calls, to what you name it. It was, oh, it was accurate. Right. I loved it. I, I can't, I can't sing the praises enough. <laughs> right. I cannot sing the praises enough. Um, I mean, no, definitely. You you captured all that I really have been feeling about the show. Um, I think I see a little bit of myself and all of the characters. And it mm-hmm. made me do some serious evaluation about my the relationships I have and the state of those relationships. You know, just not... Not the fact that you're you have a relationship or you have a friendship with somebody, but how healthy are those friendships and how healthy are mm-hmm. those relationships and what are you doing to address that? You know, mm-hmm. um, there were so many relationships going on in the show that were just um, hanging on by a thread. You know, they were they right. were not healthy. Um, but and you we could see as audience members, we could see that those relationships weren't healthy and we could see the root cause of why they weren't healthy but we kept I guess what we were struggling with was are these people ever going to do anything to address the elephant in the room and Mm -hmm. I feel like the show the reason why I feel so connected to it is because I need to address that in my life and I've been addressing that you know and Mm -hmm. and I'm by no means perfect by no means have reached the standards I want to get into um in 2017 and the years to come but Um, I think one thing that was definitely one thing that stood out to me about the show, you know, looking at all the different relationships you have, um, and really assessing how healthy they are. Um, so that would would be, um, that would be the case for the relationship she had with Lawrence, right? Like I've, Mm -hmm. I've, when I looked at it the second time around, I'm like, just, just to use an example, they've been together for five years. They've been living together for five years too. Wait, so you met this man, y'all moved in together. Then she says he's right. been trying to get whoop de whoop off the ground for the last four years. Wait, so y'all been together for five years. For four years he's been struggling, <laughs> you know, with his project. And that's and you still y'all still sitting together on this bouch, you know? That's five years. Right. That's basically if we do the math, that's about three and a half years of unhappiness. You know, and I know I'm, I may be looking a little deep into it, but you have to look deep into things like that when they relate to your life, too. Like, I get that That's it's just true. a show for Issa and Lawrence. It's just a show for Jay Ellis and Issa, um, you know. But for me, I'm like, oh, do I have any relationships that are kind of like that where I can say, actually, the advice that I want to give to Issa and Molly, I should probably be giving the lyric. <laughs> I should probably be looking in the mirror with my book of raps and rhymes and poetry in my case, right? I should be looking in my mirror right. with my different shades of lipstick. And I should be saying this to myself, you know, instead of um, being quick to get on Facebook with my testimony. Well, with, with my advice uh, and suggestions for them, right? It's like, no, this is your testimony, girl. And what are you going to do to to make your life better? So, I appreciate the show for um, forcing me to be introspective in ways that I hadn't really been before. That that is true, and that's a that's an that's a really good aspect, especially, and like you said, all relationships, all your relationships, your friendships, because her and Molly's relationship was kind of on again, off again too. You mm-hmm. know, 
and then the friendships with the other I can't think of the other two girls the light skinned girl and the heavy set girl I can't think oh, of their names oh so Kelly is the heavy set girl awesome I okay. love Kelly Kelly <laughs> and then there's um yeah. then there's Tiffany who's the lighter skinned girl Tiffany. okay yeah yeah so Kelly and Tiffany so both of those like women like even just the whole dynamic of these friendships oh just it's just so rich this show is just so rich it is and it makes me um I I could talk about the show all day and I'm sure we could both talk about the show all day but um that does lead me to our final topic though which is where I plan to take these thoughts with me in 2017 so if um Unless you have other thoughts you want to add to Insecure, I can hold off. But anything was there anything else about Insecure that you wanted to give to the people them? Team Issa or Team, Issa, team, team Lawrence? Team Issa all day, right, because that's the key. Team Issa all day, but that's me. What about you? <laughs> I am, um, I'm Team Lawrence on this one. I know you were going to say that. That's because t- you married and you know how to compromise and all that good stuff. <laughs> all right, that's cute. That's, um, I, will, I will say why I'm Team Issa. You know, I, I, I invite you, implore you to say why you at Team Lawrence, and then we can get into how we're going to be better individuals because clearly oh. we we have we have room to grow. The fact that we have kicked sides <laughs> means that we have room to grow in 2017. So let's talk about it. I'm Team I'm Team Issa because I I know what it's like to be insecure in all of those different situations she was in with both Daniel and with. Um, I just want to call him Jay Ellis because I can't call him Lawrence. Me calling him Lawrence like hurts. <laughs> so, because no, I like Jay Ellis, he seems like a sweet guy. Lawrence, on the other hand, <laughs> I can't. I just, anyway, so I'm Team Issa because I I get that when you have been in a relationship that you don't know how to you, where, where you're comfortable, right? You don't know how to leave or if you um you know or if you even want to leave um you don't know what your options are if you're really not secure in who you are as a person and I think it's so easy to give her advice oh you should have just uh given Daniel a chance or oh you should have just been woman enough to leave Lawrence I get that but that's all women who are on our high horse after watching um what's the Ayama in Oprah, that's after we've we've seen a few Tumblr quotes and we're feeling great about ourselves, and you know we've had our coffee for the day, and we're we're, we're you know high off Michelle Mondays. That's us at our best. So whenever I hear women who are giving advice to Issa, you know hypothetically giving advice to Issa as to what she could have done, it's all coming from those strong places. But that's not what the show is. The show is I am insecure. I do not know how to handle these conversations. I do not know how to do this without the element of humor. You know, all I know how to do is deal with this day by day. And I get that. We've all been there if if we're honest with ourselves. And because I could understand that, I'm Team Issa. And I I trust that if if she had on her I'm Strong hat... Every single moment of, of you know, those those awkward conversations that she needed to have or those um, those trying times, I think things would have gone differently. But she's still growing just like I'm still growing. So um, knowing where she was, I'm completely in support of 
Um, like, I get why she was hurting, and I hate him. <laughs> I hate him. <laughs> I hate him. See, but, um, see, for, see for me, like, <laughs> see, I was team, this is, I was team Issa because I believe her, and I still do, like, I'm talking about her like this is like a real right. life situation. She felt like I believe playing. her. <laughs> I, I, right. I believed her when she said she wasn't going to mess with Daniel no more. I believed that 100%. And when Molly was like, you know, suck that shit up. You ain't going to do it no more. I was like, you know what? That's some that's some real girlfriend-ass advice right there. Yeah. Like, just suck that shit up. Eat that junk. You ain't going to do it no more. You realize you messed up. You immediately felt guilty. Just don't even say nothing. That's just girl cold. You know what right. I'm saying? Um, but the part where I was like, oh, this is kind of effed up mm-hmm. is... Is when he showed up when when uh, Daniel showed up to the We Got Y'all, we got uh, y'all. event. <laughs> yeah, We Got Y'all event, and she well, first of all through the, throughout the whole process, she, number one, I don't, she should have left Boo out of it. Dan, I mean uh, Lawrence, you can you can keep him to the side. You should have addressed Daniel immediately and been like, Hey, look. This ain't this ain't what I wanted. I messed up. Please don't call me no more. But it is what she all wanted. that could have been good. You know, I'm sorry. I'm a, I'm last year. No, what'd you say? I couldn't hear you. But what'd it, you say? It, but it but it is what she wanted at that moment. It is what she wanted. She was not strong in that moment. She was not sure about her relationship with with Lawrence. And at that moment, she wanted what Daniel was throwing her way. She wanted the compliments right. when she was in the classroom. So I mean. For her right, to tell but when Daniel she that realized, but I mean, but when she realized she didn't want it no wanted. more, huh? Right, when she realized she no longer wanted that, that she real when she came to the realization that she messed up, she thought she wanted the attention from Daniel. She realized what she really wanted was Lawrence, and he, you know, whatever. She should have addressed Daniel then, is what I think. She got what she wanted from him. She did want some sex from him. She wanted attention from him. She, she might have even wanted a relationship from him. She was really, like you said, she wasn't sure. And I get that. But when you realize you wanted Lawrence, immediately be like, Daniel, dude, please stop. Don't not ignore the text and all that. Because then you're setting yourself up like he showed up at her job and he was crazy to the We Got Y'all um, fundraiser right. up in Baldwin Hills. Like... And then you went up there and you addressed it like you like just a lot of like wrong move like I don't know, and yeah. then I'm I'm Team Lawrence because I'm like hey he broke up and he went and did his thing with old girl, he could have been did his thing with old girl and he didn't because did he, he had number though like okay I'm sorry yeah he did yeah he had her number they went they he would go to the bank all the time she came to his job they sat down and had lunch in the food court like but he didn't invite her to any of those things. How did he get her number? Lawrence is not a good guy. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just like, Lawrence was low-key keeping Tasha in his back pocket because he knew Tasha is the cleanup woman. And he knew, shall anything go wrong with him and Issa, Tasha was going to be ready, willing, and able to... Right, because she was, she, was, right, she was giving it to him. She was serving it to him. When she thought he was single, she was serving it to him. Yeah. She found out he wasn't single. She didn't, well, we don't know, but the right. show leads you to believe that they were not in contact. When she came to his job looking all sexy and he was like, damn, she fine. And he was like, you know what? I got a boo. She was like, all right. And she walked off. 
it leads you to believe they didn't have any more contact. See, I don't want to throw that sister under the bus. All I'm saying is... I don't want to throw that sister under the bus. Somehow, some way, he found a way to contact Tasha. That's all I'm saying. Because if you... If the only relationship you have with her is she's cashing your welfare checks... Um, which let us not forget that was how she met him. <laughs> um, she was cashing his welfare checks and, um, then she shows up at his job because she now knows he works at Best Buy. She shows up, she like pops up at the, the food court cause he just happened to be there. It's never, oh, we have each other's number, you know, we're friends and I call her every now and then. No, somehow, some way Lawrence Exchange numbers with Tasha, which leads me to believe he was doing dirt. Not, I'm not saying he was doing dirt with Tasha, but he he must have had some plan in place before Issa even he found out about Issa. Because how the hell did you get Tasha's number that quick for uh, all of episode eight to go down? How did you get her number that quick? So, he already had her number. He how? already had her number. How? How? Some kind of way they exchange numbers. I, we all know. No, we don't that's what I'm know. saying. When you are, but when you're taking it to that level, you already you're you're already setting yourself up. So that's what I'm saying. I can't I can't even see him as the good guy that people are trying to um, see him as. Because I'm like somehow some way he asked Tasha for her number, or he he opened up that door. Is what I'm saying. I, the number is really just an example of him opening the door for things to go for things to happen with Tasha and. Whatever, we're going to find all of this out in uh, 2017, though. I'm ready. Yeah, we will. Yeah, I was to say, but just like Issa opened up the door with Daniel, they both right. opened up doors. I guess we can say that. So, yeah. Interesting, interesting, interesting yeah. show. Great show. <laughs> Very great show. Um, anyway, <laughs> with that said, I'm looking forward to 2017 for a number of reasons, but um, definitely because Insecure is... Coming, coming back. Uh, they got cleared for a season two, so that's exciting. Um, but yeah, so I wanted us to then transition to our final thought for the episode, which is, you know, thinking about the show, but also thinking about just life, you know, um, any revelations right. we've had in 2016, as tough of a year as it has been for both of us, um, for many of us and our listeners, I'm just thinking about any revelation we've had this year that will help to shape or that we hope or we intend to shape um, 2017. So, yeah, um, I think you should. I think you should take that one first, Larry. Okay. You take Um, that one. So um, one and it's one thing I actually just talked about from Insecure, um, the show. uh, One thing that I've really processed a lot in the past couple of months is um, the health and uh, wellness of myself, priori- uh, f- mm-hmm. first, firstly, but um, also the health and wellness of my relationships. So it mm-hmm. is very important to me that uh, going into 2017, I'm giving all of the relationships that I'm in, um, friendships, um, you know, all types of relationships, giving those the attention they need and actually diagnosing problems that may be there um -hmm. and addressing them you know not just acknowledging oh well this person um did x y and z to me i need to kick them out of my life no let's examine what that relationship means to me you know if there's room for healing 
and Mm -hmm. what that healing looks like, you know, Um, because there are so many times where I think we just try to brush over things that happen and we just we just get into the habit of doing things day by day. Right. It's like, okay, Mm -hmm. well, um, so and so is my friend, but we had this argument and now we're just going to pretend nothing happened because we don't want to address the elephant in the room. And I've realized right. that key, that comes back. It comes back to haunt you. And um, 25-year-old me, 24-year-old, you know, college me was like, oh, yeah, you know, I was really just carefree <laughs> because there right. were no real uh, repercussions. But the older I get, the repercussions become more um, evident in that things, things sit with me longer than they have in the past. Mm-hmm. And I think it's because my relationships now are more permanent they, than they were in college. You know, in mm-hmm. college and high school, you know, things are going, things are always changing. Right. In high school, you, you, you're you not even seeing the same people in every class. <laughs> you know, right. you go from 30 people in one class to a whole new set of 30 people in another class. Then in college, you can't get too attached, especially where I went to school. We were on a quarter system. You make friends this first 10 weeks of the year. The next 10 mm-hmm. weeks, you got to make a whole new set of friends, you know, so you just learn to adjust. But then you get in the real world and the friends you make are the people you are in contact with by choice and you, and they are the most consistent relationships that you build the most consistent relationships that you, you know, that you've ever built post college. And you got to pay more attention to those because those are the people who ain't really going nowhere, you know? So that means Mm -hmm. at work, what do those relationships look like? Are they healthy? Because you don't see that person every day. You know, um, if you're dating somebody, they're not going on a semester, you know, taking a semester to Italy next term. They're going to be right in your face, you know, next week. Right. And you're dating them, you know. So you have to really process what you want that to, to look like. And if you're addressing things that need to be addressed, because this person is not going anywhere unless you make the conscious decision that they, you know, that you're not going to be in that type of friendship or relationship anymore. Right. So going into 2017, really just paying close attention to the people who are in my life and um, taking time to either, you know, separate myself from them so that I plan to, you know, make those friendships stronger or, you know, spending more time with them (laughs) so that, you know, making those relationships stronger. But that's where, that's where I am right now. And um, I'm really hopeful and prayerful that that'll, um, put me in an emotional and mental space where I need to be because everything else is lining up for me. Like I said, you know, I'm feeling maroon red because I'm blushing all the time, but that doesn't mean everything is all, you know, perfect. There are definitely things that we're always working on. And in 2017, that's going to be my focus, but whoo, all that to say, (laughs) um, yeah. So, but can we, um, what about, what about you? What's your, been your revelation that you want to take with you into the next year? Um, I think the biggest revelation, and this is a theme, um, that I have seen throughout 2016 and it's that there is no timing like God's timing. Um, there are things that have happened, um, to me and, you know, around me in 2016 that are really just, my hands off and God's hand, you know, just all over it. Right. And so I want to go into 2017 with this spirit of surrendering Mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. where I say, all right, God, like, do your thing. Right. I'm, I'm here. Um, I just want to be in place for your, you know, your will to be done in my life. And, right. um, and that's, I know that should be like a every day, every year um, type of thing. But this year has really been just driven by that. And so mm-hmm. I want to continue in that spirit and knowing that as I am setting out to, to do new things and explore new territory that my steps are already ordered. Yes. Um, yes. And when... <laughs> things you know go the way or don't go the way they need to go mm-hmm. um that that's all in God's plan and and again being sur- surrendering and just accepting that and you know move, moving forward you know right. so so that's what I'm taking into 2017 that's that's my revelation from 2016 going into 2017 yes um well, that makes me happy too. Shoot, that's my revelation as well. Um, <laughs> well, no, I mean it's definitely something I've thought about, but it's um, it's something I I plan to take uh, with me in the new year as well, because um, it's just it's just important that we're always um, reminded that um, our steps are ordered, you know, and we have yeah. to we have to know what we can control and what he can yep. control, what battles exactly. are ours and what battles are his. So. Right. Yes. Well, on that note, y'all, we just want to thank you for being here, being supportive, understanding that, right, that uh, we're going through these transitions, but we have not forgotten about y'all. We want to continue to to come to you. We will continue to come to you with the thoughts that are on our minds. Um, We encourage you to do the same with us and um, to the will have. We love y'all. Um, yes, we y'all, and we are going to bring more and more to y'all in the the coming year. So, um, yeah, for now, make sure you just keep looking at our Facebook page for updates. We'll definitely be updating you on um, the next the next episodes, but also following up on this episode. If there are things that you want us to post, uh, I'll definitely post that Van Jones video. Cause I think it's, it's powerful for all of our listeners to, to see and follow up on. Um, and if there are any insecure articles that you want to post <laughs> to our page, uh, feel free to do so. Uh, anything about what we've said today that you want to just show love, um, show love on, show love about, uh, we are open to it. Uh, Kimmy, any closing thoughts for the people? Y'all, you know, be safe out here in these streets. In these streets. You know, <laughs> in, these, in these streets. Be be safe <laughs> out there, you know. Right. Uh, but, you know, be safe, be happy, and be great, y'all. Yes. Happy New Year. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Merry Christmas. Uh-huh. Happy okay. holidays if y'all celebrate Christmas. Because right. we, we got all kind of listeners, you know. Right. We love happy y'all, too. Happy Christmas Kwanzaa. Yeah. <laughs> Christmas Merry Kwanzaa. Merry Christmas Kwanzaa Hanukkah. Um, <laughs> But, um, okay, so y'all, y'all take care. Happy holidays. We love y'all, and we'll talk to y'all soon. Bye, y'all. Bye.